Hi, and welcome to another episode of the By Your Side podcast, the property podcast to help you make smarter property buying decisions. My name is Michelle May, and I am the principal of Michelle May Buyers Agents in Sydney. Now, as you know by now, I usually talk about all the facets of buying. I'm very much a you know a buyer's advocate and um, know the property market from that perspective inside and out. I should say I've been doing it for a long time, but um, today I wanted to bring a different perspective to the those who are out in the market, not to buy, but to rent. I think that the hottest subject on everybody's lips has um, recently been, besides the RBA interest rates increases and holds and whatever the consequences of those are, is renting. You know, how stressful it is to rent at the moment. We've all heard the horror stories and read the horror stories in the papers. So I am very fortunate to have today Sarah Alcordi, who is the director of The Rent Fairy, as a guest with me on the podcast. So hello, Sarah. How are you? Hi, I'm well. How are you? Good, good. I'm so glad to have you on the podcast because you and I have a lot in common, really, haven't we? As I'm an advocate for buyers in the market and you are very much an advocate for for renters and tenants. Exactly Um, right. I'm so pleased that you're here today and uh, I'm just going to ask you (laughs) a ton of questions if that's okay. Absolutely. That's what I'm here for and I'm excited to speak with you. Yeah, well, I'm I'm glad you could fit me in actually because I have seen your face and heard your voice on so so many different programs because obviously you're the go-to person at the moment, a lot of tenants are are desperately stressed out and and need help. So I wanted to start with with your beginnings, really, and how the Rent Fairy came to be. So tell tell us all about yourself and and that. So the Rent Fairy was launched in June 2020. But prior to that, I was actually a property manager for about nine years. So I worked in all different areas across Sydney. I started my career in Cogra. And when I left, I actually ventured out on maternity leave. And I left a agency in Erskineville. During my time as a property manager, I'd always see that when we were processing applications and people were coming through open homes, Mm -hmm. the main focus would be to find the best fit for the landlord. There was no one that was really advocating or helping any tenants when they didn't understand how to put an application in, how to approach their application with different circumstances like being self-employed or being a single mom or being a student who needs parent support. And I thought, well, when we're, when we're going through these applications, you know, you pick the best ones that have done 100%, you focus on those ones. Everybody else just gets that generic unsuccessful email. Sorry, yeah. your application's been um, unsuccessful. Good luck with your search. But there's no follow-up on that to say, okay, you've been rejected. These are the reasons why. This yeah. is what you need to do in order to fix your application. And this is how to do it. Yeah. So I thought... I was on maternity leave, COVID hit, you know, my job was a little bit unstable due to the fact that I wanted part-time being a mum. And I thought to myself, well, I've had this idea. I sat down with my mum and my sister and I said, I'm I'm just going to give it a go. You know, we're in the the middle of COVID. Nobody knows what's going on in life. Um, Nobody's traveling. Everybody wants to move house. People are upgrading. You know, I was was still across the market. And I said, well, why not just launch something that helps people understand how to approach the rental market, understand how to put their best foot forward at all times and have someone in their corner. So my mum came up with the name, The Rent Fairy. I said, perfect. We started it. it. (laughs) We launched June, almost be our third birthday in a month. We launched... June 2020, and now, yeah, yeah, three years later, we're Australia-wide. Really? That's amazing. That's fantastic. 
So we can help anybody anywhere. Wow. So do you? Do, is it all based from from New South Wales, or is it? Yes. Do you have people in other states as well? I have staff everywhere. Um, yeah. I am obviously still the the person, the main contact that everybody chats with. Yeah. Um, but I have very dedicated, and wonderful staff members. We've got people in every state that attend out to inspections. So yeah. I'm very lucky. I, we've, we've built a great team. Yeah, we've been able to. to really help anyone even people coming in oh Sarah that is amazing to hear because initially I thought oh you were solely based in Sydney even uh not just even suit in New South Wales so that's that's uh that's really exciting and congratulations on on thank you yeah growth my goodness yeah even um we you know we've moved people from Ethiopia New York New Zealand South Africa wow uh, Las Vegas we've moved them all into different parts of Australia so you can imagine my nine to five is not a nine to five mm. I have to accommodate to the different hours that other yeah. people are awake to give them updates and them you know inspections and all those kind of things so yeah. what started was an idea is now yeah as I said reality yeah hey, so you t- you've touched a bit on on how you actually help your clients mm-hmm. so uh, you obviously help them complete an application form but yeah. have you got a set structure different kinds of services that you offer can you run us through that of course so there's different levels that you can obtain through the rent ferry of service so Mm -hmm. one of them is search so we obviously go out we provide people with properties that meet their criteria that's on market and we also source any off markets however people need to remember in this current market off markets are quite rare yeah Um, but we do oh gosh we should have a separate conversation about what off market actually means because that happens to me all the time do you find off markets yes we do but let let me just provide some context. Yeah, I mean, um, there isn't much. And again, there's so many different reasons that we can go into later on in terms of the off markets and why I feel like there isn't much out there at the moment. But we do. We try and target off markets. We'll target yeah. recently sell properties and see if they're, you know, being sold to an investor that can convert into a rental. And then we organize clients to get out to inspect. So pretty much the best way I describe my services overall is think about it as having a personal assistant. And I think this would be similar to you is a personal assistant who takes over the whole component yeah. of trying to find yeah. a rental property or a Hold property. your hand, yeah. Yeah, a shoulder to, to lean on, someone to call, um, someone to help you yeah. understand what you're doing and, and where you're going mm. wrong or what needs to change. And then another service which I find is like number one service for the rent fairy is the application service. So we use our expertise and our knowledge in applications in yeah. how to achieve a rental property. And we go through every client that comes through and I, I kind of call it a quality control now where we'll go through and we'll touch on, okay, do they have bank statements? Do they have a tenant ledger? If they've got no rental history, where have they been living? What do they need? Do they have bank statements? Can they afford the bond? What's their affordability? So we go through yeah. it all and then the team and I are the ones who then put your application together and submit every application for you. Yeah, right. So, yeah, and then there's the ones that can't make it out to the open homes. They come through. We go to the open homes. We take detailed videos. We give very detailed feedback to the client. So if we're looking out for what we call as a 3D, the 3Ds, that's damp, dirty darkness. I want to make sure that there's no dampness, it's not dirty and it's not dark. Um, and I drill this into my – I have to drill it. I drill it into my staff members. I'm like, check the 3Ds because if it's dirty, damp or dark, it's not the yeah. property, you know, yeah. because that just leads oh to the fourth D, which is depression, and we don't we don't want that for our clients. So, um, it's yeah. similar to what I always say. I was, you know, some clients go, oh, but it's okay. The internal light's okay. I'm like, nobody wants to yeah. live in a cave. Nobody. No. 
No. Like, let's I get the occasional, um, <laughs> like, a paramedic or nurse or someone who's like, I want it dark because I shift work and I don't want the light in when I'm sleeping. That's understandable because majority of their time when they're yeah. off is spent out. But the ones yeah. who are working from home are like, I want the light. I want the natural light. I, I want yeah. to be blinded by the light. So <laughs> I think that's, um, that's why we look at the damn dirty darkness. Yeah, fantastic. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Um, so, then, so clients, when they come to you, they might not necessarily know how much help they need or want. So you yeah. can you can run them through these. Yeah. These so things. we we have an initial consultation first. Yeah. So every everybody who comes through books in a time. We go through an initial consultation. We make sure that our services are right for you. We can't yeah. help everyone, unfortunately. You know, those that don't have enough income to cover. Um, or meet affordability we still work with them but we work with them in a different way but we try and guide them on how they can meet affordability or we guide them on where they will meet affordability and uh, this where is, they can yeah, find properties. that's great there's a lot of wishful thinking out there isn't there like from mm-hmm. my perspective when I talk to potential clients they they come with like this is what we want mm-hmm. say three bed two bath two car and this is our budget and and this is where we want to live and it's like well one of these doesn't quite fall yeah. in line so mm-hmm. for us it's our job very much to to bring them unfortunately back to reality and go okay oh, well, yeah. what something's got to give so we've actually got a service called a focus session where mm-hmm. they give us that information and go okay so what are the alternatives alternatives like if yeah. you increase how much do you actually have to increase your budget to be where you want to be to get the type of property you want mm-hmm. and sometimes it's not a huge amount of difference yeah. and it's quite a, it's still doable but it's because sometimes people give themselves a self-imposed limit don't they yeah and they go okay well i'm comfortable that. spending this but actually mm-hmm. they could afford it and and if yeah. they knew how much that was they would actually spend it or it's a case of look you've got to look in this area instead mm-hmm. Or you've got to go from a house to a townhouse or an apartment. or yeah. So that sounds very similar to what, what yeah. you do. Well, we, I call that um, our elimination process. So we get their criteria. Yeah. We do an initial search. We give them an yeah. idea of what's available for what they say. And then we reconvene. We go through and we say to them, well, this is what you can get in your current criteria. But if you were to up it, you know, yeah. for example, someone comes to me and says, I want a, a four-bedroom house, but I only want to pay $500. We'll yep. obviously go, we'll, we'll show them. But one thing that I always say to my clients is you can't get champagne on a beer budget. Yeah. So <laughs> you need to be realistic. And yeah. I think what shocks a lot of people is what was once $500, you know, two years ago, a year ago, mm. is now sitting up at $700, $800. So mm. they need to be realistic in, oh, no, you know, they come to us and say, we leased a property two years ago for $500. It was in this area. And it's like, well, that's now gone up excessively. So mm. you need to be open to other areas exactly the same way that you would do it we we have to because it's just going to waste our time if we sit there saying yeah your expectation is realistic when really there's nothing going to be out there yeah we're not doing our job so yeah sometimes it's hard but the cruel conversations are, are what people under make them understand a lot quicker and then they appreciate that in the long run yeah absolutely i think that the the, the cutting to the chase you know mm-hmm. the getting rid of all that wishful thinking is yeah. is, is, is going to help them in the long run and sometimes yeah it is like you know like I say to my children no means no it's a working progress mine are 15 yeah. and 16 yours are 
it's a long mine's way only, to go. Mine's only four weeks, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a very long but way it's, to go, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and I think that sometimes when people come, I don't know how that is with you, but when they come to me, they go, they almost believe that I have a magical wand, which of course oh, yeah. I, I love for people to believe that my work is magic. And and, and yeah. we, we pull some incredible results from time to time. And yeah, being you know, a ring fairy and they think I really have a wand with magic when I yeah. say I'm a fairy. Yeah. <laughs> but at the, at the end the of the day, we still have to pay, you know, mm-hmm. we're still in a competitive environment and we're yeah. still competing with others that, and, and of course, our clients have the are the professional on their side but mm-hmm. we're still working in in a competitive you know market environment so but that's that's yeah I love that that you do that because it's it just shows like you know you you're really on their side as opposed Absolutely. to you know the sales agents and the, and the, the management because they say oh yeah, yeah come and have a crack at it and mm-hmm. but we know full well that they're never going to be yeah. successful well yeah well when you think about it property managers and agents they work for the vendor or the mm. the landlord where we work for the tenant so if if, you know, an agent puts a price excessively high in a property, yeah. we can come back and say, look, go through and have a look at this property. But we know from our knowledge that this is overpriced. Yeah, absolutely. You know? yeah. Um, or this is underpriced or, you know, whatever it may be. That's just, we advocate for them, you know. Mm. And if, if another part of our, um, our services that we do, but we do not as often anymore is the tenancy dispute. So if there's yeah, a tenancy I was going to ask you about that actually. Yeah. yeah tenancy disputes they just you know sometimes I'm finding at the moment a lot of the tenancy disputes are more emotional than factual so you know there's a rental increase and and in some in some cases it is a justified rental increase in some cases it is it it is excessive Mm -hmm. um but because you know wages aren't following in suit in terms of increasing people can't afford them which then has created a lot more of tenancy disputes in tribunal at the moment but we guide a lot of people um and again we have to bring them back to reality in terms of what is factual and what is not um, because in tribunal yeah yeah, in tribunal everything is evidence-based so we do we do assist with tribunal disputes but yeah i think i mean it's good to have a conversation with you guys anyway then if you are thinking of going down that route because because you know housing is such it's such an emotional subject isn't mm-hmm. it like when I buy for clients it's the people have been saving up for years and yeah. you know they've been waiting to have children even and they've mm-hmm. missed out so many times and the same as renting because it's much more of an insecure place to be yeah particularly now when from my perspective I'm seeing a lot of landlords putting their properties up for, for sale mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. tenants still in place and, yeah. and and also I've got clients currently who are like we have to buy now because we are getting booted out of our rental yeah. uh, accommodation There's there's a, there's a lot of reasons why people are having to to move at the moment um and there's been i feel like a lot of an influx of of students that have come in that now need properties um yeah. which i'm finding is a lot more parental guarantor six to 12 months rent paid up front so it's making the market so competitive at the moment right. and then there's the ones like you said that are selling for whatever yeah. reason that is that then puts the tenant who's in there quite on edge i get a lot yeah. of clients who will call me and say they're they're selling our property we don't know when we have to be but we're going to move and sometimes i have to say to them sit tight because you're in a one bed unit if that's an investor you can sit there yeah they've leased out the property just sit tight see what how it is and then we we, will act swiftly on whatever the outcome is yeah but sometimes then they find that they move out of the property and the property's up for rent the next month so it's a way so sometimes as much as it is tough out there at the moment sitting tight for a little bit having a conversation with the agent taking the emotion out of it a little bit more will impact you positively in the long run 
if yep. you can think about it logically without emotion. And I say that I'm a very emotional person, but sometimes you just have to take the emotion out of it in order to, to make the right decision. Yeah. Definitely. Yep. Yeah, because I, I guess you've got to remember the other person on the other side of that equation is not emotionally involved. Mm-hmm. And it is, at the oh. end of the day, it's not really their problem what you're going to do no. after. That's just a right? transaction. And on that's the other as, end as hard as, as it sounds. That is the way it is. Everybody's, you know, hot topic is rental crisis, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously this didn't just happen overnight. Or did it? When did you start things to see really going south, the way they are being portrayed now? and the way we're hearing about it in the media? I think it's probably been like this for about a year, but I think that the media wasn't covering it until Mm. the rates came, went up. When when there was a constant increase in rates, then it became an issue in my opinion because then we saw more properties being sold, not enough properties for rent, and then rental increases. You know, I think there's been an issue on supply and demand for quite some time. I don't don't remember this time last year being going out to open homes and having small amounts of people there. I remember um, even in February last year, there were massive, massive numbers of people at open homes. I remember I'd take my son to an open home to view for a a client. It was a last minute one. And there were 89 groups through this two-bedroom property in Erskineville. That was 7.30 a week. And that was in... You know, early last year. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I, I mean, obviously, it's been around, in my opinion, for just over a year. But I think the media only got onto it and how bad it was not so far long ago. Mm. You know, I think probably end of last year, November, December, did it start to kind of yeah. heat up? Rates were going up. Then it was like, oh, now it's impacting on renters. Now we do it in the story, in you know, in the media. And in saying that, Queensland's been in a rental crisis God, since I started. It's almost two and a half years they've been in one. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I live in the inner west of Sydney mm-hmm. and you hear it all the time. And I, I, I also have people contacting me saying, hey, you know, can you help me find a rental property? But mm-hmm. unfortunately, I, that's not what we do. We've got, yeah. We focus on our core business. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that, that has been going on for quite a while. Yeah. So – do you have, apart from taking the emotion out of it as much mm-hmm. as you can, do you have any suggestions on offer for anybody who is currently looking to rent? Like, is it suggestions in terms of like how to how to promote, how to do their application, or just in general in terms of when they're searching and and yeah, I mean, the uh, listen, I, Sarah, I'm in your hands. Like, what, what wisdom? <laughs> um, <laughs> what are look, you willing to let? What, let's start with your application, for example. What okay. is the one thing, the biggest? biggest mistake that maybe potentially people make or or would make the biggest difference if you do it right? Lack of documents and references, in my opinion. I find that when, and this is just from from my clients and like we service thousands, like there's so many of them that come through and the repetitive pattern that we find is what we're not getting enough of in the initial call in for the documents is the documents. I always say to them, give me everything that you've already been putting in for your applications. Because again, I like to check and then we send them a checklist of everything else that we need. What I'm finding is there's no bank statements to prove income. There's not enough updated pay slips or there's no tenant ledger. And I find that if there's no documents there, that agent is going to look through. Well, on the system, it's going to come in that it's incomplete because they haven't submitted all the documentation in order to proceed to begin to have it processed. And then what I find is you're putting in references that aren't responsive. Just today, we've had four clients' applications where we have made contact with the agent and we've said, what are you waiting for? 
because that's what we do on a Monday. We follow up the applications and three mm-hmm. of them have come back and said, well, we're just waiting on one more reference. So then we get the client, get the phone, get that reference done ASAP because that's what's holding your application back. Yeah. But if there are, you know, 50 applications, 60 applications per property and an agent sees that a reference isn't done, but there's 10 applications where they've got full documentation, mm. full references, yours automatically is bottom of the pile. Mm. We yeah. don't want that here. Yeah. We, that's, that's where we come in. We need to make sure that the references that you are providing in your application, you've had a phone call with them, you're saying, hey, Hey, Bob, it's Sarah. I'm applying for a few properties, for example, just to let you know, I'm popping it down as a personal reference or a business reference. Do you mind keeping an eye out on your email? If you get any references, if you could just quickly fill that out for me, please. Same thing for your employer or HR or whoever it may be. So crucial. And if you're self-employed, your accountant is even more crucial. They need to confirm that that income is there, that income Mm -hmm. is stable. So making sure that they're responsive to the Mm -hmm. references is Top five things that you need to yeah. you need to be yeah. able to do and documentation as well. Yeah. That's that, yeah. That's that's makes absolute sense to me. And it, but it's it's amazing because it's 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 a little bit about the, the, we have so many synchronicities mm-hmm. really because I always say to my clients the market couldn't care less about you and what you need. Mm-hmm. You know, you've, yeah. got to, you've got to get on with the market. You've got to, you've got to give the market what it wants. And then that, that means, you know, you've got to pay what is, what is, what is fair. If we can get away with less, we will certainly do it. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's that you're, you're in, in a situation where there's so much demand out there that you've got to do what, what is the minimum, bare minimum and, yeah. and some, right? Yeah, exactly um, right. Yeah. That makes absolute sense. Is there an application or a story with a client that, um, that stands out for you that um Ooh, really sort of I, something you'll always remember helping I have them a in few. some way um look i think the ones that that always get me is the ones that are like oh we've been trying for six months we can't get approved and then i have a look over their application we do our quality control we see that their documents aren't up to date we change their references and then maybe one or two applications later they're approved that happens quite often. I mean, there was one client and it was probably the quickest turnaround that we'd had. Uh, they came on board, I think it was a Tuesday. They were from the UK moving to Southwest Sydney. They We provided them with searches on the Wednesday, went out and viewed a property Thursday morning. They were approved Thursday afternoon. That was wow. one application, one open home. They had been trying. They'd had a family member attend out to the inspections, but they just the documents were just not enough. Yeah. But we got the right documents. We changed. We did like a whole, I'll call it a facelift on their application. We made it. We, we just, how do I say it without saying, <laughs> we, we dumb it down. I say it, for, we dumb it down for the agents. We really break it down. Like we send a breakdown email so these agents understand every single thing about this person, their income, yeah. their living history, why they're coming to Australia, when their visa expires, all these kind of things. So when they go to the owner and say, okay, we've got an application, they don't have to do the hard work. We've done it for them. Yeah, Here's the breakdown. Mm. Copy and paste it to the landlord or read it from your email. Yeah. And then you've given your, your landlord the breakdown of the application. Yeah. So yeah. it's almost like we're, I hate saying dumbing it down, we're breaking it down for the agent. But you're making it yeah. as easy as possible for the agent yeah. to accept the application, yes. right? I mean, yes. the, again, that is what we do as well. And I think that you must be a favorite of the agents then too, because when they see you coming through the door, they know that you and you and your team, that you've got a paying client mm-hmm. who you have prepped as to what is needed Right. And therefore, when they get an application from you and your team, they go, okay, yeah, that 
okay, that's going to yeah. be a good contender because you know exactly what hoops you have to jump through in order for it to be successful. You're not yeah. going to half-ass it, if you like. Agents um, love it. They're like, oh, yeah. they'll, they'll call me and be like, oh, we've got your application yet. We're just going to process yeah. it now. It doesn't mean necessarily that the other applications aren't going to get approved. They no. can be stronger or you know a more suitable application for the agent. That's something that we don't have control of, unfortunately. No. Hopefully one day I do. Um, but, um, we yeah. know that every single time a client's application is submitted, it's submitted to the highest standard yeah. it, could, it could ever go, yeah. you know, it could ever be submitted, which I think is is something that uh, really puts our clients at ease. They yeah. know that while their property managers are working to find the best fit for the agent, we uh, for their landlord, we are making sure that we are providing them with everything that is required for them to yeah. put their best foot forward at each time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, it's been so enlightening to to listen to you speak about how you how you work and how you help tenants in the in the marketplace because uh, I think hundred percent they need help, not Maybe just now, really but but you know consistently because renting in Australia isn't easy. And uh, you know those people really could do with a fairy. Yeah, so is there anything you you want to add? Um, if nothing else, how to contact you and your team? Yeah, look, um, I think I'm always open for a chat. If anybody wants to call, if they've got any questions, my you can literally jump online to my website. We've got an inquiry form. You can pop your details in, uh, and they get an automatic link to actually schedule a time to speak with me personally. So you can do that. Um, There's five days a week to choose from there. Or you can um, give me a call. My number is on the website, so O2 number. Or send me an email, info at therentfairy.com.au. Thank you, Sarah. I hope the listeners, I know the listeners will will have picked up a lot of great tips from you. Thank you, I really appreciate you taking the time out to speak with you. I know you're incredibly busy. Um, Thank you, I appreciate it. Yeah, if you you have listened to this episode and you have some more questions for Sarah and myself, don't be afraid to get in touch. Hello at By Your Side. .com.au. Both of us are on Insta. Uh, do you do TikToks as well? Sarah? I do do TikToks. Oh, I'm my very lighthearted and I find myself a little bit funnier yeah. on TikTok, but I yeah. do. Yeah, I do do TikTok. <laughs> I do as well. I do. I've, I struggle, but I, yeah, <laughs> I give it a crack. I did one and I got 100k views and I was like, oh, I'll keep doing them. So I do oh a few more. Now. I just well, have a laugh with TikTok. It's the lighthearted side where I get to have a little bit of fun with it it's rather fun. than the serious side, you know, yeah. Monday, Friday. Yeah, well, Check, check Sarah out, uh, the Ren Fairy, the one and only Ren Fairy. Thanks again, Sarah. And thank you, thank you um, for those of you listening. Until next time. <laughs>